Hey everybody, welcome to another bonus episode of Randing and Raving. We are back with Joe Rand, Chief Creative Officer for Howard Hanna Rand Realty and Real Estate Raconteur. The premise of this series is very simple. We have listeners call in to 480-270-4590 and leave a question or a comment for Joe to respond to. Joe has no idea which voicemail I'm going to play for him, and we just sit back, relax, and let Joe go. So let's get this show on the road. Joe, here we are again, another ranting and raving. How are you doing on this uh, fine April morning? I am great, Bill. Fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'll be I'll be totally honest. While we're recording this on one of my screens, I'm watching live at the Masters. So I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I know what a big golf guy you are. That's good for I, you. That's that's yeah. a, that's that's a great uh, one of the great sporting events of the year, and and you really know, a rite of spring. Really, rite of spring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, growing up like I did in San Diego and Arizona, we don't really care about the rights of spring because we're not coming out of snow covered you know, <laughs> hell, true. whatever that point. is. So, you know, it's you just every day is a beautiful day. Um, I, I, I got to ask you a question. There was a there's a great series on Apple Plus called Ted Lasso. Tell me you've seen this series. I have never seen the Ted Lasso series. Oh. It's on my list of something to watch. I, oh. I've heard I've heard it's really good. It's like a football coach that starts coaching soccer or something. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. Jason Sudeikis in an amazing uh, role and just the, one of the best ensembles you'll ever watch. You don't need to be a sports fan or a soccer fan to enjoy it. Kind of helps, uh, especially how fast some of the kind of colloquial colloquialisms colloquial. Yeah. Collo- Colloquialisms. Colloquialisms. Thank you. As fast as those come out. Um, all right. But I just want to, I, I just, I just got to make sure that you and anyone listening. Now I know nothing Ted about Lasso. soccer. Like I, do I need to know something about no. soccer? Because I know nothing about no. soccer. I Not have watched all. literally one soccer game from beginning to end in my lifetime. Mm. And it was because I was in a, I was at a, um, I was at a, 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 what do you call it? A bachelor party in England for a friend of mine who I went to college with who lived in England and he had this bachelor party out in somewhere in the su- southern part of England. It was like a beach town. Brighton, okay. maybe it was. Yeah, and Brighton. It happened Albion. to be the day. Yeah. Okay. It happened to be the day of a big, some sort of one of their championships. That always seems like there's one championship or another going on in soccer. They got the World <laughs> Cup. They've got the, they've got like the, the right? The Olympics is another the, one. There's they've the got Champions the, League, the, the Champions FA League. Cup. Yeah, they got, yeah yep, they've got, yep. but they've got leagues upon leagues upon leagues. This yes. was, I can still remember, it was Bayern Munich against, uh, oh. what's the famous one in England, the one everybody could, knows? Could have been Liverpool, could have been Manchester United. Manchester United. Been. Manchester United yeah. won against Bayern Munich, losing the whole match. They won, like, in this over this stupid overtime thing they have where, like, the game, it ends, but it doesn't end, and no it's one called, knows how much it's more called, time it's called. It's called stoppage time, and, Stop- and they do okay. they, they they do know roughly how many minutes are allowed. Sometimes it's four, sometimes it's five well, minutes. I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah. No one told yeah. me. Well, the clock so never stops. The clock never stops you when know. there's an injury. Yeah. yeah I, I so. know. They, I, I understand the concept of why they have it, but like the idea that like <laughs> there's just no it, like they're hanging the sword of Damocles over you that you don't know when it's going to end. But in this stoppage time. I think they scored like two goals. This is like back in, has to be like 97, maybe 98, oh, something like the that. Oh, the heyday, the heyday I, of Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was, so we watched this thing and I watched it from beginning to end because I was in a pub in England with all these Manchester United fans and they were, and I, I was rooting for Manchester United because I want to be a good fan. I want to be a good 
a, a friend to the people, a man yeah. of the people, Bill. Yes. So I'm there with yes, all the, these big fans, and we're watching the match. And I noticed I didn't call it a game. I called it a match because I think that's correct. Yeah. Because what I kind of, what kind of field? What kind of field do they play on? What do they call the they field? Play, uh, you're trying to catch me now, Bill. It's, a, it's some sort of, it's a pitch, right? Is it a pitch or is that, is that, uh, well done. Well done. <laughs> is that, that right? Is that right? You're right. You're that, right. Is that rugby? It's is a that, pitch. Uh, the other one. No, it's so not a pitch. Okay. Good. good I got it. See, call. I see. I, I, I picked up a lot in that one day. I picked up a we lot. We haven't even got to the phone call yet. And I got you fired. You ready for this no, call? I'm all ready. Let's go. Let's get started. <laughs> all right. Here's your voicemail for this week. All right. Hey, Bill, this is a message for Joe for ranting and raving. Um, Joe, uh, this is Rob Hahn. I know you specifically asked that I not call in with a question, but um, Bill asked me to. So here it is. So on a comment on a recent post of mine, a very experienced agent uh, out of Phoenix said uh, he just doesn't think that it's in the seller's best interest for interested buyers to be sent to you know, someone who's not the listing agent, who's ignorant of the property, doesn't know it, uh, maybe doesn't know the town, etc. And it reminded me of Fair Display Guidelines, you know, which is Broker Public Portal, which is the organization that uh, you're the executive director of. So I guess I wanted to ask your opinion about that. Um, why do we have buyer agency if it is in the best interest of the seller, as well as, re- frankly, the buyer, to, you know, have to contact the listing agent who knows the home the best, knows the town, knows the area, he knows everything about it, um, as opposed to talking to somebody who doesn't know the house, doesn't really, you know, know much more beyond what they might find in the MLS. So, just wanted to hear your defense of buyer agency in light of fair display, in light of the internet existing, in light of all of that. Thanks. Bye. Wow, Rob Hong left me a question. <laughs> Specifically said, hey, Rob, you're not allowed to call in with a question. Because I knew his question would be like four hours long, like that whole question was. I mean, my God. The guy doesn't know how to speak and like he can't write a column that's like 500 words. It always like grows up. All right. Here's, I'm going to tell you, I love Rob Hong. I love him to death. He's, and I'm not just saying that because he has a wonderful wife and I don't want Sonny mad at me uh, because his wife is great. And he's great. He's a good guy. I like him a lot. We disagree on some things, but that's, we, we always are able to, you know, exchange views in a constructive way. Um, and we disagree on this point. But here's what I just want to say about Rob. What is going on with all the moving? Like, Rob Hahn has moved, like, four or five times in just the last few years. Like, I have this image, right? He was in his Jersey, then he was in Texas. He was living in... Um, uh, North Carolina or South Carolina for a while. Now he's finally yeah. in Vegas. Um, and really, he does. He, Vegas is perfect. He should stay in Vegas. But like, I, I have this image of him and Sonny like going to these small towns around the country, and they're like selling monorail systems and stuff. And like after like six months, they get run out of town. People with pitchforks and and the, on the torches, and they're on, jumping on the back of a train. And like she, he's running, and she's got the thing open, and he jumps on, and he escapes on the train. That's my image of like why they had to move all these times. Right? You said mon- mon- monorail systems. Mon- That's what you came up with. He's selling monorails. Like the like the Simpsons episode. Is it true that Jack could breath? That's exactly what I. That's what. That's my go-to is the monorail. Yeah, he's selling monorails. He's trying to. He's selling to Ogdenbrook and you know, 
All these towns, Asheville, North Carolina. I think he sold. There's probably a whole monorail system half built there. Yeah, from from brew pub to brew pub. It it makes perfect sense in Asheville. (laughs) From place to place. So, but 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 he ends up in Vegas where there is a monorail. That's why you said he should stay there. Yeah, that's well. That maybe maybe he's he's working on it. Yeah, maybe he'll stay there because he can't get away with trying to sell them a monorail because they already got one. The um, I will say this about Rob. He's so much smarter than me. Because like I put out these books that I sell them for like nineteen dollars, and he puts out these red dots, and they're like ten grand or something to buy these red dots. Like they're, I mean, you have to take out a mortgage to buy a Rob Hog red dot. All right, so yeah. he's smarter than me. He's he's doing much better on those. I mean, those books I basically, you know, I get I can buy like a Starbucks coffee every week for my royalties. All right, the um, question. It's a really good question, and Rob has written about this before. This idea that you know, is it the death of buyer agency? You know, why have buyer agency if the if the listing agent's in the best position to be able to answer questions about the home, et cetera, et cetera? So let's back up a second and let's kind of talk about this because it is clearly the 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 single biggest problem in the real estate industry is our is the way we handle and and mishandle people who want to ask a question about a house and they call or they send shoot, shoot an email or they click a button to find out more about the house, mostly based on like some sort of internet display. They're looking at that and say, I want to find out if that house has a finished basement or whatever. What what's the pool like? You know, there's a pool, what's the pool made of? That's the question I have, right? And there's a couple things that we do very badly. One of them is that in most cases, the person like will not hear back from someone for like days. I mean, like the industry just does not do a good job handling those leads. They make the inquiry and then like the agent's got a lot of other things to do. I mean, listing agents are very busy. So like they're supposed to drop everything and like pick up the phone and say, yeah, it's a gun eye pool. Anything else? Like what are they supposed to do? (laughs) So a lot of times we ignore them, which is not good because like quite honestly, when you call like a business and you have a question, you expect like someone's going to pick up the phone. Maybe you go through a decision tree, but like you're going to eventually get somebody. Like like when I, when I call Macy's or something, I don't know why I'm coming up with Macy's, but let's say I call Macy's because I have a question about something I saw in an ad. Like eventually I get like a person. It's not like I call and I leave a message and like three days later, someone calls me back. Like you're supposed to answer the question. So that's the first one. The other problem we have is that if they do venture the, the, the temerity to actually ask us a question about a listing we have, they put themselves, either we ignore them or we put them in like, like a month long hellscape of like unending calls and texts where somebody went to some seminar and got told, this is what you do when you get an internet lead is you beat them to death. You, 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 you just pester them like you're selling a timeshare until they give in and like buy the house or whatever it is you're trying to get to them. So that's our that's our second possible response. And that's the one where it actually goes to the buyer agent. So a lot of companies, a lot of systems, including kind of the, the whole concept of the BPP is you're listing your lead, that rather than go to a buyer agent who's either going to ignore it or going to you know make your life hell for asking them a question, We have the inquiry go to the listing agent for two reasons. One, it's better for the seller because that listing agent has a vested interest in selling that house, not some other house. And then we also do it because it's better for the person calling because they want to know about the gun eye pool. So they get some agent 
never seen the house or they get the listing agent who can actually answer it. And that's the premise of Rob's question, which is that aren't they always better off getting to the listing agent? Like, yes, I think that's right. Except insofar as listing agents also are very busy. So unless they set up good systems, they also might ignore the person for three or four days, which is not good. All right. But I understand the point. I agree. I think that most you're better off getting it to the listing agent and trying to create a system for the listing agent to be able to handle that lead. But then here's where Rob goes astray. Because Rob wants to say, well, if we're giving those internet leads to the listing agent, what's the point of having buyer agency? And you know, this is like a like a flawed reasoning that I hear a lot in the of of technology people, which is that like very few homes that sell sell based on an internet lead. Like internet lead conversion, the best people who do it, the best people, the people that do the 30 days of hellscape, those people convert like 3%. The average person converts like 1% or 2% of those leads. convert. Think about that. 100 phone calls, one of them on average is going to buy a house from the person they called. Now, I'm not saying that internet leads don't generate more business. They do. But you know, the vast majority of business is done based on a buyer working with an agent for a period of time. The agent gets to know the person's preferences. They're both watching the market. And then the agent takes the buyer in to go see the property. Will that agent know the property as well as the seller's agent will? No, they won't. But here's what the point that Rob's not really, he's alighting here, is that the listing agent works for the seller. The listing agent doesn't work for the buyer. If, this, if you're saying, well, the listing agent knows more about the house, yes, but the listing agent's under a fiduciary obligation not to tell the buyer any of this stuff. Like the listing agent knows that, like, the, there's a there's a high you know, a high tension wire or something hanging over the house, or the listing agent knows that the neighbor is you know uh, uh, raising roosters. You know they know that kind of stuff, but they're not they don't unless it's like a defect that they're obligated legally to tell that, that is concealed in some way. The listing agent is not going to tell. They're going to sell the house. They're going to promote the house to the buyer, which is their job. So yes. Does it mean the death of buyer agency? No, because that buyer still needs to be represented. This is like my big problem with all of these kind of models and with the whole, you know, Rob Hahn, you know, speaking in terms of like he thinks that this lawsuit is going to affect buyer agency and buyer commissions and, you know, it's going to end the MLS system and the whole bit. That would be very bad. That would be very bad for the industry because you know what? It's a really important part of the industry that buyers are represented by an agent who's looking out for their interests. And yes, when they make an online inquiry and they go to the listing agent, they, they're going to get the listing agent spin on that house. But most likely that buyer's not going to buy that house. The whole reason the listing agent wants that lead is not necessarily just to sell that house. They want that lead to work with that buyer on buying something else and becoming that buyer's buyer agent, which is what happens in most of the cases. The fact is buyer agency is very important. It's, it, it's absolutely not imperiled by the idea that you're listing your lead, which is the which is the fundamental concept that undergirds the fair display guidelines, that is essentially the mission of the broker public portal, which I work for, which is the mission of HomeSnap, which is the articulation of the broker public portal for the public. Like, yes, you're listing your lead is very important, but it doesn't mean that buyers should not generally be represented on their own. So that's what I would say is that Rob, he he he's right. In one sense, that they should go to the listing agent, but he's wrong if he thinks that that means that buyer agency is dead. Isn't the other side of this that we haven't even talked to? You haven't said the word dual agency. I mean, there's there's battle after battle about that. 
I, you know, dual agency to me, you know, can be, I don't have a massive problem with dual agency in a lot of circumstances, if it's well executed and it's fully disclosed and all that kind of thing. I, I, it, it all depends on the individual situation, but the P, you know, because you do still have loyalty to both sides. It's just circumscribed narrowly between what you mm-hmm. can do to the seller and what you can do to the buyer. But right. like the situation described by Rob is not dual agency. It's seller's agent working for the seller and the buyer being completely unrepresented. That's the worst situation that we have in the industry. That's the bad situation. Dual agency, there might be issues with it, but at least with dual agency, the agent has some loyalty to both sides. In 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 un, in, in fully disclosed seller agency where the listing agent's working for the seller, the listing agent might be talking to the buyer and the buyer might think that that listing agent is in some way helping them, but they don't work for them. And that's really where you get the danger. That's the one I always try to avoid. That's what I tell my agents. I say, you got to be like super, super clear when you're talking to someone you don't represent because they think you do. They really do. And they don't understand that you don't. You know, you know when you go into a car dealership that that car, that salesperson is not working for you. But for whatever reason, you go into an open house, you think that agent, that nice agent of the open house is on your side and they're not. And you have to be right. careful of that. Right. Wow. Awesome. I, I, you know, there's not a lot in there that I want to jump in and, <laughs> and poke fun at. I mean, that's, that's a really serious question. Uh, and, and I think, I think you did a wonderful job. Oh, of, thank you. Of, well, you. Well, you know why it's serious? It's serious because there are people from outside the industry who are basically trying to destroy the two-sided deal out of basic greed that they're trying to, they're trying to destroy the industry as it is. They're, in the, in the guise of disruption and doing something differently, they're coming in and trying to change what makes the real estate industry great, which is the cooperation between buyer agent and listing agent and the idea that both sides are represented. You know, everybody understands that in the legal system, you want an adversarial process. Each side has a lawyer working for them. It's the yeah. same thing in a real estate deal. You want You each want to have somebody working on your behalf. And we shouldn't change that because then it would just, it would change dramatically. You know, the reason the real estate market works so well is precisely because everybody's got representation and everybody has perfect information. If we go to a system where there's no more cooperation, you know, we're not going to be sharing information on sold properties. We're not going to be, you know, you're going to have to go to five different brokers to see their listings that they have exclusively. It's not a good system. That's terrible. That's not what we should want. One thing I know for absolute certain with absolute certainty joe is that a long joe a long joe rand ranting and raving is going to happen after every long rob hahn question <laughs> we, deserve, we he deserves that he deserves to be taken seriously i think absolutely i'm answering yeah question. no you did a great job you, you yeah. know when rob asks a question you have to go into a certain amount of length because rob he requires that kind of persistence and detail orientation you know same thing you can't like write one paragraph comment Every time I try to write a comment on Rob Hahn's site, it ends up becoming six pages long because I can't actually respond to everything. Same idea. All right. Joe, unbelievable. Again, this has been fantastic. Look, we need your questions. If you'd like to talk, uh, get get Joe going down a path or throw him off the edge of a cliff, whatever you feel like doing, <laughs> you, can, you can do it at 480-270-4590. We'll repeat that number in the close, the outro. But you know, once it, Joe, thank you so much. Uh, we thank will you, Bill. See, we'll see you next week. See you next week, Bill. Thanks so much for checking out Randing and Raving with Joe Rand. 
on the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can always throw in a rating and review. That helps as well. And to leave your question or comment for Joe, the number is 480-270-4590. Cheers. See you, Bill.